ready? I am. Man, I wish I'd have, I should have picked my own intro song. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my brother tried to do the same thing. Nah, it's your show, man. I'm just I was just thinking, you know what, man? What, what intro would I listen to? This is the What's Next podcast, Houston's number one platform where I invite creatives to share their journeys and give us a depiction of their visions. Most importantly, the last question I'll ask is, what's next? Yes. Oh, yes. Episode 98 in this thing. With my dog. Yes, sir. Wait for it, Houston, Texas. Let's go. Yo, I feel like 95. Uh. Sachi on my body. Uh. Biggie chick with puffy. All that ballin' is a hobby. And I'm wildin' in my wallet. Houston, Texas. <laughs> Welcome back to the 98th edition of the What's Next podcast, a production of Still Visionary, Inc., this is a creative story, and this is a very special episode. It being 98 and closer and closer to the last episode of the year, I'm here with my brother, my uh, homeboy, brother from another mother. Yes, sir. Um, before we get started, let's introduce our social media handles so we don't disrupt the flow of the conversation when we get to that point. I'll, I'll start. So you, Yeah, you start. go ahead. Yeah. You go ahead. <laughs> Uh, my name is John Ross Dyke the first, and you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at John Ross Dyke and still underscore visionary. Also, the What's Next Pod underscore is my podcast IG page. If you would connect with me on LinkedIn, subscribe to my YouTube channel, like my fan page on Facebook, and visit my website at stillvisionary.com. In front of you, I have all the t-shirts that I sell on my podcast out the trunk of my car. And on my website, and you can shop stillvisionary.com slash merch. That's a true hustle when you're going out the trunk of your car. <laughs> Reminds you of the old school when the dudes would press their albums. They weren't pressing CDs mm. out the back of their rides. Mm. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm still trying to get that flow down with all these handles and whatnot. I only have two so far. And uh, the IG is Riley Ryan underscore 18. And we're going to be relaunching that. And then Riley Ryan, I think, at Riley Ryan. On Twitter is what we have right now. So right. once we really launch everything, we'll we'll rebrand. I mean, those are the two handles that we have right now, and uh, we're looking forward to getting going. How you doing, man? I can't complain. You know, needed those five days off we just got. Mm. You know, so only five days I've theoretically been off for in a while. Right. You know, so ready to get into twenty twenty one, man. Twenty twenty has really sucked, or mm. at least it sucked for a lot of people. You know, right. we're fortunate, we're blessed, man. We got jobs. Right. Uh, we have somewhere to be. We have people depending on us. So, you know, I'm always grateful, man. You know, mom's healthy, wife's healthy, kids healthy, pops healthy. You know, a lot of people going through some things right now. So Facts. I really can't complain. Facts. You know, I was I was telling somebody um, that as a coach, uh, we get days off, but we don't get days off. Oh, absolutely not, man. Anybody Same. trying to get into this into that grind of being a coach, man, it's not. You know, the season starts in October, it ends in February, and you're done. You know what I'm saying? It's not when you leave school at 7.30 or 8 after you've been at school for 12 or 13 hours. That It don't end, man. You know, you get these kids that – I mean, you know, for a lot of our kids, man, we're the most steady parental person in their lives. You right. know, more right. more steady than their own people at home. You know, some of them come from single-parent households. Some of them come from households that – 
you know, it's siblings, older siblings that are caring for them. And some of them go home where they're taking care of siblings, where their parents work. So we're really the only people who give them a hug, you know, tell them we love them, you know, mm. tell them to keep their heads up. So, man, it's it's a it's an important gig. Um, as much as we are teachers where we're distributing knowledge, uh, I think our coaching job is much more important because we are teaching young men to be productive people and we try to teach them right from wrong and give them that advice because – you know, for a lot of our kids, if we want to be honest, are raised by women, and um, it's difficult for a woman to teach a young man how to be a man. Right. You know, and I don't want that to come off as sexist because some people will look at it that way. But there are struggles that a, a woman doesn't understand, especially for the minority kids that we have. Right. And, you know, as young men, you know, we see what's going on in the world right now. You right. know, every day there's a new story, and, and it's not anything new. What we're getting able to see is because of the media. You know, now we got cell phones and everybody has cell phones. It's the same stuff that's been going on for 60, 70 years, but now we can see it and we're appalled for what reason? Because we know it's been going on anyway. Right. You know, I I, I said um, it's interesting you say that um, that women can't raise men and uh, can't raise children to become men. And I was thinking that sometimes um, there's no choice but to because... I wrote in a poem one time, women are the cornerstones of households so growing up without a dad is okay. And that line really hits me now that um, we helped my homegirl put her husband to rest yesterday. And so she's got two boys and um, she's got to raise them to become a man. Absolutely. But she's going to need help. Uh, right. You know, I don't, if anybody listens to this and they're like, oh, you know, you're appalled by me saying it, please don't be. I was raised by a single mom. My parents divorced when I was five years old. Right. My mom never got married again. So I was raised by a person who literally gave everything for me. Like she never had another relationship that I was aware of as I grew up. Um, she worked. And, and this, is, this is a story I always tell people and, and hopefully it doesn't make me get watery. But um, my mom worked. Man, she worked two full-time jobs when I was in middle school. I literally would see her in the morning and see her at night. Right. I didn't see her in between. We didn't have dinner together. She didn't come to games. She didn't do any of that. So, you know. <laughs> just, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's deep, man. It is. It is. It's and deep. And this time period is really deep. Um, it is. So I say that to say this. You know, I don't want any woman who's listening to be like, ah, man, you know, he's being this, that, or another. What I'm really saying is that, you, you, you know, women – are the cornerstones of our families and, and they teach us how to nurture and they teach us how to love and they do teach us how to be tough, but it's still different because they don't teach you how to be a man and they don't have the same emotions that you have when right. you're, when you start to go through these, um, when Changes. you go through these. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, it's not a knock on women because trust me, I, I was raised by a great woman and, and, and I, you know, would I have liked for my dad to have been around? Absolutely. But I wouldn't have changed, um, how I came up at all. Right. Yeah. I want to say to my homegirl, Takara Taylor, man, um, I'm lifting you up and, you know, uh, I'm going to hold you down as much as I can. But listen, man, you know, uh, this month has been crazy. We're coaches, we're educators, but there's um, a passion that lies underneath it all, for me at least. I know for you yeah, too, because yeah. we've, we've had these talks over the past couple of years. And Houston, Texas, a little history behind us is Coach Morris and I actually started, he started at Wall Trip a few months earlier than I did. Mm-hmm. And then when I got to Wall Trip and I was tutoring, we ended up in the same section at work and we kind of cultivated our relationship and our friendship from that point on. Then he went on, he was coaching freshman basketball at the time. 
And then um, I was doing the books and driving the buses. Yeah. And then as he elevated up in the process and the program, I have I elevated up as well. And so, um, but the month of December, man, I wanted to get with like-minded individuals who were branding, who were selling T-shirts, making T-shirts, dropping a clothing line, um, you know, trying to find that second stream of income. Absolutely. And um, And so right under my nose, there you were, because I was scrambling. Over the weekend, I was like, man, who am I going to get for 98? Because I've already been started. I've already started talking about 99. And um, we were on the phone, and I was like, man, you want to come on and let's just kick it for a second? Um, and I'm grateful for that. Absolutely. I'm grateful for that, man. Um, in this process of clothing, mm-hmm. right, if you could define yourself in one word, what would it be? Mm, man, that's a great question. How would I describe it in this process? Um Man, how would I? I don't know if I can keep it to one word. I mean, because like, you know, maybe essential. Yeah. You know, maybe essential, and and we can get you know into you know why I'm starting or trying to start a brand, and it did become yeah. out of being essential because you know, man. Um, like I said, man, you've been guys for this is going on seven years, and you know, I, I've been a big boy. Uh, you know, got big in my weight, got over three hundred pounds. Now I'm down in the, in, in the, the 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 lower twos. Hold on, fam. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. All right. <laughs> Boy got all the sound effects and whatnot. Uh but with that being said though, man, you know, um the thing is, you know, I like to dress. You know, I right. like to smell good, man. You know, I, and nothing nothing better to me and you know, like again, I didn't grow up around a particular man, but nothing to me, man, like I love when a dude would show up, you know, dress nice, smell good. Like I had older siblings, I had half brothers and, and I had a brother named or I have a brother named Ron. And man, dude was always clean. Smell right. good, look good, right. and you know, and I like that. But you know, as as you as your weight goes up, man, it's like the clothing industry discriminates against you, right? Right. You know, like right. I, I want the I want the two hundred dollar pair of jeans, but I don't want them to be skinny. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I want the you know I want the dope shirt, but I don't want it to be slim fit. Right. You know. So, and then too, when you look at product and you go out, man, like okay, if I'm already a dude that's in my high two hundreds or I'm pushing three hundred. I don't want a, a, a lime neon green shirt, right? It's not that I'm embarrassed how I look because I've never lacked confidence, but at the same time, you know, I don't want something that you can see me from down the street. You know, right. you bring more attention because regardless of how confident you are in yourself, you still become self-conscious when you walk into the room and all the heads go to you. Right. I ain't no star, so why is everybody trying to look at me? Right. Well, I got on this ugly ass shirt or, you know, something like that. So that's really what got um, me to thinking about, Hey, what do, what do I want to do? How can I help this problem? Because I'm a, I'm a tweener. Even now I'm between XL and a a two X what you and I were talking about earlier. And with that being said, you know, man, I like to dress, man. And, and, And I, and I know there's like minded people out there. I mean, you get on Twitter you get on IG and then a lot of times you'll see these dudes, man, with these shirts and this holes mm. and it's like, bro, come on, man. Come on. Man. Like, like your girl should have been like, nah, that's not gonna work. You know? So with that being said, man, I want to provide a, a a product and a service to people who they wanna look nice. And, you know, our our where we're gonna be at may be pricey to some people, but you know, we're gonna price it where it, it's it's efficient for us being able to bring a legitimate product and a lasting product to the people who patronize our brand. But at the same time, you know, we're going to be able to sustain that by being able to reinvest that money back into the company so that we are providing a product. Cause I don't want you to buy 
a T-shirt, which, you know, we'll get more in depth in that in a little bit. I don't want you buying a T-shirt from me and then a month from now, you're like, man, the T-shirt done ripped up or it's done shrunk and right. stuff like that. So that's right. why we're looking at quality stuff to put out. Right. Yeah. I, um, you know, I love the way we started the episode, right? And, and, and it was specifically catered towards this clothing thing. I think that uh, the hip-hop example that was provided to me from Jay-Z was that, you know, you brand you're this talent and then you brand and you branch off and that's a second stream of income. What do you think in regards to clothing or selling clothes or brand branding? Mm -hmm. Do you think, what do you think that people should take from the conversation? Cause where we started was excellent. Yeah. Um, so the thing is we all want to be comfortable, right? But we all want to look good being comfortable, comfortable for me and comfortable for you, maybe two different things. Right? right. But when you, when you buy Riley and Ryan, which is the name of the brand, uh, when you buy that, you know that, one, you're getting quality product. Two, you're getting something that's not going to, you know, fit you like a, a trash bag. That was another right. one of my things. Like, you know, I could buy, and I'll give you an example, man. I would shop at um, Brooks Brothers sometimes. And you go into Brooks Brothers, you get a button down because you want to wear something nice with a pair of slacks. And you get a 2X. And, I mean, it literally looks like a, a garbage bag on you. It's so big, mm -hmm. right? And then I go over and try to get me a, a polo, and it's a 2X, and... It's, it's too tight, right? So one of the things, especially with us doing the T-shirts first, and I've already sent it back. I had you try on a couple based on the sizes that, that the uh, the manufacturer gave me, and it was it was too tight, right? right? Or it may have been too big because I think you were XL, and it was mm -hmm. supposed to be a 2X, but it, it didn't fit so much bigger that it would have been a 2X, right? right. It was more size for XL. Um, so what we're trying to do is we're trying to bring consistent sizing as well as well as quality, as well as something that you would want to wear. Because um, we really, over the time, like this idea, when people tell you something happens overnight, that that's not true. Right. You know, there's there's lots of stuff that goes into it. Um, there's lots of research. There's lots of time. I mean, we haven't even came out yet, and hopefully by the end of January we are coming out. Um, but we've already kind of changed the concept of what we wanted, right? And – you do that sometimes when you talk to people or you trust people. And for me, I got in touch with a guy out in L.A. and me and him was talking because, you know, you and I talked and we talked about T-shirts and we talked about putting Riley and Ryan on things and hoodies and things like that. And then I talked to the guy because I wanted my own. You know, you couldn't go through. I didn't feel like if I'm going to make a label that's going to last years, not just a first launch or a second launch that I could go with, you know, uh, original flavors. I think it's called original flavors is what it's what, called. What it? So it's a t-shirt company, right? Okay, okay. Now what I did take from them is, is the Pima cotton. I, I like the way the shirts felt, right? Right. But if I went through them and had them relabel for those of you not familiar, you know, they would make my, they would make my shirt and they would take their t-shirt and then they would label it with mine. And you could have them do private label, which means they specifically made it for you. Right. But the, the entry fee into that is so expensive, right? So, you know, you got to buy a thousand shirts, mm. right, for them to do it. Well, each shirt is between eight and ten dollars. So you're looking at thousand. I mean, that's eight to ten thousand right off the off right, the rip, right? right? And most of us who are small business or trying to start entrepreneur don't have. I mean, because you got to think about it. if I'm spending ten grand off the rip, then I got to think about. How am I, I going to advertise? Yeah. How am I going to mail it out? So that 10000 probably turns into 15000 right? Right. So I started looking around, and, and I found a company that um, right now I'm working with out of L.A. It's uh, down in the L.A. Uh, garment district. 
And we're, our first run is literally going to be 100 T-shirts. 100, right? And for people who don't know, and, and just to give everybody insight into it, you know, the whole point of Riley and Ryan is starting at XL, is our smallest size, right. to 4X. Now, we'll adjust that higher or lower based on consumption and, and, and consumers and what they like. Um, but at the same time, so when me and the guy's name is Mike, we started talking about it. He was like, you know, well, out in L.A. or out on the West Coast, most of most of your product is going to end at XL. He's like, mm-hmm. you will see a double X occasionally. Mm-hmm. He's like, I think it's a great idea. Right. So then I started kind of telling him, hey, man, we're going to do hoodies. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. He's like, why? He's like, why don't you focus on one thing and be good at it? Right. And I'm like, well, man, you know, coming out with 100 T-shirts, man, what am I going to do with 100 T-shirts? Right. He's like, flip it to two. Right. He's like, sell at 100. And he's like, we're going to look at what sells first. Is it the two X's? Is it the 3X's? You know, do the XL sell better? Is it the four X's? And as you start to sell, then we're going to come back and sit down at the table. And then we're like, okay, let's flip that. So you went 100, these sold really well. Let's go 200 selling this. And then, you know, as the seasons change, because we're not a traditional fashion brand, we don't have to release in fall, spring, summer. We don't have to have that. Like we can come out every, you know, month, every two months, every three months with a different product, right? right. So we just want to build on that, right? We want to make, we want to give you the best t-shirt you can have. It's going to be $40, right? $40 is expensive for a t-shirt, right? It because, is. Because most people <laughs> think, oh, a t-shirt, man, I throw it on under my shirt, but it's not the same quality, right? So we're dealing with Pima Cotton, right? Pima Cotton is grown in California. Um, you'll see some down in Peru, right? Longer stem of cotton, doesn't shrink as much, lasts much longer, holds its shape, holds its color when it's dyed, right? Right. So when I think about it, I think about, oh, man, you know, I just, I want to be casual. I want to look good. I throw on my jeans. I throw on a nice tee. You know, I like to wear my Jordans, right? Mm-hmm. But I can rock that anywhere, right? I don't I don't look like a hobo. Right. But I also, I'm casual enough that, you know, if I want to go somewhere and eat, they're not going to kick me out. Right. But I still look like I'm put together. Right. Right. So that's kind of where we're at with how we're going about it. And when I sat down and I talked to him and I talked to my wife about it, you know, she's like, yeah, you can do these hoodies, you can do this, you can do that. But then what? You know, you're chasing the next fad. Whereas if I provide essentials, T-shirts, long sleeve shirts, an Oxford, and then we're going to do a Henley and we're going to do some jeans. That's five what's products. A Henley? What's so a Henley is more of like your, almost like a longer T-shirt, but it has the three buttons down right here. Okay. Right? So that's a Henley. And the Oxford? And the Oxford is just a button-down shirt. Okay, gotcha. Just a button-down gotcha. shirt, and okay. we'll use high-quality cotton for that. And then our jeans, um, I'm kind of stuck. I, I really like the salvage denim, which is basically like in pieces of denim. They usually go in the 150 to 200 range. But like I tell people, if we're providing quality, you, you have to pay for that, right? Because it's not cheap for me to produce it either. And especially when we start, right? Because when we start, obviously you pay more because you have a, a, a shorter run, right? right. So they want to know that, hey, you're going to pay for this. Well, I got to pay more for it, right? So, but I don't want to pass it on to my consumer, but at the same time, I need people to understand that, you know, we patronize these other people. Like we go, we, we go buy a polo. Polo's cool. Right. Right. But think about how many polo things you see, right? Is there anything special? When I was growing up, getting a polo was great, right? Everybody wanted a polo, polo show, polo boots and stuff like that. Right. But now what's, what's the difference between polo and anything else? Right. And you're paying $90, $100 for a shirt that. Everybody has. I don't want to, you know, obviously at some point I'd love to be the size of Polo. Right. But at the same time, man, I never want to lose focus, right? Because, you know, when you go in, you go in Dillard's or you go in Macy's or you go in somewhere and you're buying Polo, 
like there's so much, it's oversaturated. It's like, come on, baby. That's just like looking at Jordan brand. Like, I, you know, nobody loves Jordan more than me, <laughs> right? Nobody loves Jordan more than me. But then when you start to look at some of these Jordan brands, you're like, bro, how many pairs of shoes y'all going to come out, man? Them, them shoes are trash, man. You right. know, keep it, keep it simple. Keep it funky. Give me the stuff that we like, right? right. Why do you think ones sell so well? Everybody loves ones, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody loves they go ones. With, I was told that they go with everything. Absolutely, right? They go with everything, man. You can you can dress them up. You can dress them down. It doesn't matter, right? I mean, they got Dior's, two grand for a pair of kicks. Mm-hmm. If I had it, I'd buy them, right. right? But I couldn't get them. You know, I got it. <laughs> I got it. The thing, man. You know, I told my wife, yo, I get them these Dior's, man. I'm going to New York and pick them up. She's like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> Now they on the aftermarket. They like AG. So, you know, I got to make some money, man. Y'all go buy Riley and Ryan so I can pay them Dior ones, right? <laughs> Let me ask you, man. So, um, okay, because when it comes to T-shirt and t-shirt, T-shirt production, I only know the wholesale route. Yeah. Right? And, you know, this is something that I've asked a lot of people and, and well, not a lot of people, the people that have come on and talked about this. And I only got one person that was the wholesaler and producing tees mm-hmm. herself. Two questions. When you when you went to looking for um, where to get this tea, how to start this process, um, what was that search like? And then in that, why did you not? Why did you decide to go that way and not try to produce it on your own? So, a couple of things. So, you know, the fashion industry, which is funny, man, it's, it's a billion dollar industry, right? But trying to get people to make stuff for you and trying to find people who do manufacture. And they're going to manufacture at a price that's at your price point is very difficult, man. Even when you look up and you try to do the research on it, man, it's really hard to find manufacturers, man, because they, they just don't get online, right? Right. Now, when you do find some, you know, they're in China, they're in Bangladesh, they're in Mexico, they're in Peru. Right. Like a lot of these, you know, China's not a third world country, but at the same time, you know, if, if I want to have a t-shirt made over there, I got to get 10,000 t-shirts made, right? right? right at $4 right. a piece. Right. I can get the same quality, but I got to pay way more money to get it done, right? Because, you know, you got to pay for VAT and all that stuff coming overseas. And it just, it adds on some. But like you see, like in Bangladesh, man, like they pay these people less than living wages, right? Polo had the same problem, man, right? Like this um, kind of garment place burned down with people in it, like 300 people in it, right? Mm. So you have a lot of, you have a lot of the industry that's trying to um, have safe, work standards, trying to make sure that there's no child labor, trying to make sure that you're getting quality. Because you're going to get quality. Now, it might be a six-year-old making it, but you're going to get quality, right? <laughs> so that's what you, you know, you want to be one of those brands that, man, you're being you're being legitimate. You want to make sure that, you know, people aren't being mistreated who are making your product. Because, I mean, you know, I would never want to make something over in Bangladesh. And I just give that because that's one of the main hubs of, and you'll see a lot of these, a lot of the main companies over in, in, in Bangladesh because the, the labor is so cheap. Right. But uh, a lot of that stuff is very difficult. And a lot of it, you know, sometimes you have to go through, um, like, brokers. And, and when you go going through brokers now, you add another fee for your, yourself. You know, you got your finance fee for the broker. And then, you know, if it's in Bangladesh, they, everybody speaks English. Every, right. English right. is universal. Right. Right. But then, you know, like, you up in the middle of the night trying to get on a call with somebody. Or, you know, I was sending some stuff over to Italy because we were trying to get some bags and stuff that I eventually want to get done. And. You know, you call them early in the morning and you remember, oh, hell, it's in the, it's in the evening over there. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or you send an email at night. So I, I love this in emails at night because when I get up in the morning, they'll be done because they've already went through their day. Right. right. So back to your original question, um, just research, man. Like it's, it's painstaking. 
Mm. It's painstaking, right? Define it, that word. It, it well, it's just it's it's very it's one of those things that every time you feel like you find something, you run into another problem. Right. right. And so you, you have to be methodical. You have to stay on top of it. You have to make sure that you're not getting taken for a ride. Um, because even like the guy I'm dealing with right now, you know, I wanted to go back and research him. I couldn't find a bunch on him, but I could find a bunch on his company. You know what I'm saying? So make sure that, you know, Better Business Bureau, these these dudes are legit. Um, Google mapped them just to make sure that they were a legit site, oh, yeah. you know, oh, things yeah. like that. Oh, so yeah. it's, it's, when I say it's painstaking, I mean like you gotta do, you gotta do your job. Like I've wasted a lot of money doing just silly stuff, you know, because I'm thinking, ah, oh, now it's about to hit. And then so it's like right now, like before I talked to my guy, Mike, and I decided, okay, we're going to do essentials. We're going to straight basic stuff to get started. Man, I had just did a $400 order of material to get sewn for my regular shirt. That literally one company was across the street from another company. The lady sent me an email the other day, hey, when are you going to get this stuff? Because I sent her an email saying, you know what, let's hold off on that right now. Right? So you make you make some mistakes. I would also say don't jump the gun. What was your second question, man? I'm sorry, man. I got was, to talking. My question was why not why not do it yourself? Because uh, here's the thing, because Wall Trip, again, is Wall Trip, you, Bang, Coach Kelly are pivotal, pivotal turning points in my life, right? Mm-hmm. Bain brought the program to Wall Trip that helped me learn how to press, learn how to um, um, peel and 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 cut and do all of that with the program with the silhouette and the and the cricket at the time, right? But um, I'm a wholesale guy. Mm-hmm. If I can't buy it wholesale to put my logo on it, then I don't buy it. Mm-hmm. So I don't wear polos yeah. and and stuff like that. Only thing I wear is t-shirts and shirts that I can embroider my logo on. Why not go wholesale? Okay, so and do it yourself. So that's the thing. So when we talked, my wife and I, when I talked to Mike out in Cali, that was the thing. Are we going to be chasing that fad? Right? Am I going to be trying to figure out what I'm a brand Riley and Ryan on? Right? Because it's the thing. When our stuff comes out, you're not going to even know. The, I mean, the label is inside. Right? It's not. You're not going to see a shirt that says Riley and Ryan. Right? Got it. What you're getting from is from word of mouth. Right? And that's the book I'm going to give you too. Then you know, I was I was talking to you about because me and you were talking about the book that Nipsey Hussle said about selling right. that mixtape for a hundred dollars. Right, right. right. So right, I'm reading that book Crenshaw. right now. Contagious. Right. So once I finish reading, I'm going to give it to you. Right. Right. But with that being said though, you know, our product is going to be sold by word of mouth, little IG, little Twitter, you know, things like this, as you and I have had conversations before, I'm like, yo, don't bring anybody on your show if they're not going to promote you. Right. Right. So when all of our stuff gets up, this will be something that I'll put in my, put on my IG or I'll put on my Twitter page so people can go back. Or I'll actually, in fact, I'll put it on my, uh, my, my web page. I mean, we do have Riley and right now, but it just has a holding spot right now. Right. right and this right. would be something that I link, but that's the point that I made to you. So with that being said though, because we're not going to be uh, a branding logo per se, if I'm re if I'm using wholesale, all I'm doing is relabeling somebody else's shirt. Right. Right. And the quality of that particular shirt is not going to be the same quality of shirt that I'm having produced. So your t-shirt will have your Ryan, Ryan and Riley and Ryan, Riley on, the and Ryan on the tag. Exactly. And on the shirt, it would be it's nothing. It's just like you. Got it. So when you see, you know, sometimes, and I'll give a, I'll give a, a, a key example. And I just seen this yesterday too. Um, there was a picture of, uh, Diddy and, and Jay-Z. And it's for a different brand. I don't think the dude actually has done their clothes, but he's friends with them, so he does a lot of IG posts. Up. But um, Jay-Z has on a, a salmon color suit, right. but he just has on a white T-shirt, right? right, right. That white T-shirt ain't no Hanes, right. right? That white T-shirt is probably, you know, some three, $400 T-shirt, right? right? And the difference really 
in a three or four hundred dollar t-shirt and I like thought, I thought would, that shirt had a button on it. No, 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 no. I think he has on a t-shirt because I just did, looked was, at it did today. He, was did he wearing white? No, 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 no. Okay, okay. But even like I was looking um another thing. Have you seen the Fresh Prince of Bel Air uh reunion? reunion? No. So if you look at it, um Jazzy Jeff mm-hmm. sitting there with a dark pair of denims, just a long sleeve essential shirt, right? Mm-hmm. Just a long so that, that's where it's at, right? I guarantee you that shirt's two, three hundred dollars, right? The thing that makes a person be able to sell is just me pushing the dream. I'm going to be honest with you, right? Now, my T-shirt from your T-shirt is going to be different, right? Yours are are produced or mass produced, right? And that's not knocking yours. I mean, that's what what you're looking for, right? Mm -hmm. Mines aren't going to be mass produced per se, right? So with that being said, I can spend a little extra money and get a little bit better quality, right? And as I said, again, you know, you decide you want to put on those dark denims in your kicks, you throw on that tee, you're good to go, right? Mm. Now, if you want to go have a meeting, you're like, oh, I got to be dressed up a little bit more. Oh, you still got on that tee. Now, you can throw a blazer over it. Now, you're good to go, right? Right. So, it's going to be one of those type of things that you can, you know, it's I'm dressed down, going out for dinner, or if I need to go into the office, I just want to put on some slacks and a, and a T-shirt. I don't want to have a, a button. I'm not going to throw a thing up. Then I'm good to go. You felt the quality of it. What did you right. think about the quality of the t-shirt? It was, it was excellent. Exactly. I liked it. So when I when I you know when that's a nine ounce one, and when I felt it, I'm like, this feels like luxury, right? right? My wife and I, we were in San Francisco for our anniversary last year, and there was a um, a Saks Fifth Avenue down where we was at. I just went in there and started touching the clothes. Right. Balenciaga. I'm like, man, Balenciaga make it. And one, it was the one brand, one luxury brand that I saw that really catered to big guys. Right. Trash product. Right. Trash product. You go in there, man, the labels are falling off. <laughs> you know, and it's like, bro, I'm paying 900 I mean, like, we looked at this hoodie. It was $918. I'll never forget that. Tag falling off. I'm like, bro, seriously? But, again, people are much bigger than you think. What you're starting to see, and if you ever see what's always on sale, slim fit. Mm. Ain't nobody slim fit, dog. We, I mean, we like we built like humans, right. right? So when I told when I told the guy about my concept, he told me, in the South and on the East Coast, you're going to sell big. Right. He said, now, nah, you may be able to hit a market on the West Coast. You know, everybody's healthy. But, I mean, I've been to Cali. Man, there's big boys out there. Right. But he said in the South and on the East Coast, that's right up your alley. I'm so, reminded of Johnson & Johnson. Remember that tee? That's the tee we used to wear back in the day in college. It was this thick, white, black, gray tee. I think they had them in blue. Navy, that is. Did you buy them for, like, Foot Locker? I bought them from, like, uh like the t-shirt shop, okay. the t-shirt shop. And they were just great quality, but well, they were great quality. The first wear, yeah. the neck was the, the, the collar, of the neck was like a choker, but as soon as you wash it, it's, it's a wrap. Exactly. And that's, and that's what we want to get away from. Right. So, you know, to have, and if you ever look it up, you know, look up Pima cotton and you'll see it. Uh, it's grown out on the West coast because they have that better weather. Right. Right. And it's a little bit longer. So the, the stitches are tighter and they, and they last longer. And that's, Really going to be the basis of a lot of stuff we do, especially because we're going to be dealing with cotton, and cotton does shrink a certain amount. Right. But um, you know, we just want to bring good product to people. You know, you I want I want the consumer to feel good when they put it on. Right. Mm-hmm. Feel good. You know, Deion Sanders. You feel good. You look good. You play good. They pay mm-hmm. good. Remind you know what I'm saying? Deion Sanders, man. I don't like what he be saying sometimes. Nah, man. Deion Sanders, man. I, I'm gonna tell you what, man. Deion Sanders was really one of the first dudes who of of. Well, I'm a little older than you of my time who branded himself. You may not like the dude because I wasn't a Deion Sanders fan at all. Right. Right. But Deion Sanders managed to get as much money as he could out the establishment. Do right? you believe that he 
never liked the game of football. Well, he was a baseball guy, okay. right? He was a baseball guy. So the thing about Deion Sanders is sometimes, man, you do what you're good at as opposed to what you love, right? So he wasn't good at baseball. I didn't think he was a great baseball player, but, I mean, he was good enough to play for the Yankees and the Braves. I mean, he was right. playing professional football and professional baseball at the same time. Now, you will never see that again. Right. But he was playing it. So, I mean, obviously he had enough skill set right. uh, to play both of them. He was probably a better football player than he was a baseball player. Because he said he never liked football, but then he took a Jackson State job. So, he said he never liked football. He liked his teammates. That's commendable. But, was, he, but then he he takes the Jackson State job, and so you know when I when I when I saw the video, I was like, why is he saying that? So I would say this about Deion Sanders, man. Deion Sanders is a a person that's about Deion Sanders, prime time, right? He he wants to pr- promote his product. Now you see him in the subway commercials and all that. Um, I'll tell you, man. I used to be an autograph seeker, right? Right. And Deion Sanders was one of the worst people to get autographs from. Right. Deion Sanders would sign your picture upside down. <laughs> Was sign it upside down so you couldn't sell it. Now I didn't sell my 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 autographs. Like if I spent if I invested the time to get an autograph, then I wanted to keep the autograph. Right. But I was with dudes like I never tried to get Deion Sanders. I wasn't a big Deion Sanders fan. But I right. seen Deion Sanders in the gallery. Sign dudes picture upside down. I was like, man, who does that? <laughs> You know, and, and a lot of these dudes, man, they making millions of dollars. And I get it, man. Like, I was out there one day, man, we got Matumbo. Matumbo to do it. You, you, you don't get no more. I seen you last night. Okay, I respect that. You sign one picture, keep it moving. You know what I'm saying? But some of these dudes, man, especially when I was coming up, man, because autographs was a big thing, man. Them dudes were selling stuff. But, man, you know, I met all the great ones, man. And, and, and most of them didn't behave that way. You know, man, again, you know, I love Jordan. I met Jordan. I mean, come on, man. I meet Jordan. Everybody else is secondary. Mm-hmm. But man, you know, man, we get we we get off topic, but at the same time, like I said, man, um, I mean, he was he he was a good marketer, you know, and he set up he set up the stage for people like Terrell Owens and Chad Johnson and these diva receivers, right? Mm-hmm. He was really the first diva that we knew of because you know I wasn't around in the late seventies when we had um, Joe Namath because Joe Namath was really the first pitch product guy uh, for athletes. Right, and he was wearing pantyhose, and he also did one with a fur coat. So he was the first athlete to really, really market himself. So a lot of times, man, I mean, branding is 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 really about you getting your product out. I mean, um, Damon John uh, Fubu, he couldn't get his product out, right? Why? But what well, the thing was, I mean, Fubu, I mean. You I mean, Fubu, Fubu. Fubu. Yeah, you know <laughs> yeah, I, I mean. remember it. But with that being said, though, the way the way Fubu popped off, man, is that you know he grew up in the neighborhood with LL and all those yeah, cats. So he yeah, had him yeah. wear his, his his shirt and the thing, and, and then once he wore it, and then he had a flavor flavor where right. it jumped off, right? right? And I mean, he he's an anomaly to what happened because he actually ended up getting a bunch of orders that he couldn't handle. So he put in like a uh, an industry paper to get secondary support and Samsung is the one who jumped on it. I mean, you know, it was an anomaly. Most people ain't going to get a million dollars on their first sale. Right. You know, and, you know, he, I like Damon John. Um, I think sometimes these dudes need to tell the truth when they start talking about how they pushing their product. Up, right. Right. Because, right. you know, they paint these, they paint these, they paint these dreams of that. You know, you think of an idea, you put it in motion, it's good to go. Man, it's, it's lots of stuff that goes in to launching a company, just any kind of company, but definitely a fashion company because what are you really producing that's new? Right. 
I'm not producing anything new, but I'm hitting a market that's been neglected by fashion brands and fashion houses forever, right? Right. Because it ain't chic to be a big dude. It ain't chic to be a big girl. Right. Man, we like to look good. We like to smell good. Now, some of us wear things we ain't got no business, so I ain't trying <laughs> to put that product out. But at the same time, you know, it's it's there's a lot of people out there that's two X's and right. three X's. You know right. what I'm saying? And I'm I'm coming for them. I think right now I'm 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 about an XL. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, sometimes you know. <laughs> I'll be, I mean, be trying to hold my stomach in, not, but boy, hey. when I breathe, woo, hey, this, woo. This, this, this when is I exhale. This is all I'm going to say, man. Even if you a big boy, I was a big boy, right? But the only health problem, and I say this, some people are like, oh, that's big, was was, was uh, blood pressure, right? But right. I took blood pressure medicine. It was under control. You know, I got a checkup every year. No cholesterol issues, anything, right? So... What I do try to tell people is just because you're big doesn't mean you're not beautiful. Like me and right. my wife and I, we were watching right. ABC this morning. A GMA does a thing with people who talk about uh, people who have lost a lot of weight. And it's always the end of year, first year, so they can start selling the dream about everybody getting in shape for two, uh, for 2021, right? And the lady was like, oh, she looks so much better. And I, and I told my wife, I said, you know, the thing that bothers me about that, because my mom, she's still a big lady. Um, is that just because you're big, you may not be aesthetically pleasing to somebody's eye doesn't necessarily mean you're not healthy, right? The guy who did the biggest losers almost died from a heart attack. Who was more healthy than he was? You know what I'm saying? So I think that sometimes that the body image and perception, the perception of what beauty is, is just, it's, it's silly because, you know, a lot of these kids and a lot of these younger people, I guess not even just younger people, man, they, they look at this perception of beauty uh, of these people on IG, and, and and a lot of them don't even look like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you look at Kylie Jenner. Okay, she's attractive to some, right? Right. But if you look at Kylie Jenner, her lips ain't real. Right. But probably ain't real. Right. Boobs definitely ain't real. Right. So why are we trying to look like her? She seemed like a great girl. Don't Who's get me the, wrong. Is that the older one? That's the, the baby girl. That's that's yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. that's the one that's loaded for real, for real. Right. Right. I mean, but even Kim. Kim was way more attractive when she first came up than now. Like. Right. She ain't even real no more. Right. Right. So is that what we is that what we're obtaining? Because you gotta think about this. Most of us are never look like these people because we don't have the resources that they have. Right. Right. So, you know, if you can look good and, and feel comfortable in your skin and feel comfortable in what we're we're providing, and that's just anybody, then I think it's I think it's, you know, shopping is is they say these endorphins go off is like being on drugs. I ain't never been on drugs, so I don't know what those endorphins are like, but I know what it's like to shop. Right. You know, my wife, and again, I hope people don't get upset that I say this. My wife says I should have been a woman as much as I like to shop. <laughs> right. But I'm going to tell you, man, I'm, I'm very peculiar, very particular about things that I like. Right. Right. Um, if it's something I like, if it's a pair of pants, I'll get every color of those pants. Right. Right. If That's it's a particular pair of shoes I like, right. I'll get every color of that shoe. Right. Right. Um, you know, man, like, but like, you know, I have go to like when it comes to like cologne, man. Like I love um Javinci has a gentleman's only. Man, I love that. Right. Right. That smells beautiful. Um, you know, there's certain brands that just I really like, man, because they appeal to me and they don't try to sell me a dream. Right. And I mean, I I think sometimes though we do like to buy that dream because that's just what it is. I mean, you growing up, everybody wanted to buy a particular shoe because it's gonna make them ball. No, it's, right. no, what's gonna make you ball better is going in the gym and, and getting your time in, not because you got on the latest kicks, because me and you both know a kid who got every shoe that they can have, and the boy can't dribble the ball up the floor. Yeah, 
you know, so I digress. Well, you know, um, I'm going to ask you this question. What songs are in your mind? And I want to know the song that you were listening to at the time that you started Riley and Ryan. Ryan, Riley and Ryan. Riley and Ryan. What song? I'm going to be honest with you, man. I'm a big blues guy, mm. right? And uh, I have this. And, and I guess that's just because, you know, we talked about the whole parents and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. you know, no, my dad didn't raise me, but me and him spent a lot of time together. So when we spent a lot of time together, man, um, let me find this album real quick. For me, it's You Don't Know. Uh, that's been my song. You Don't Know. Uh, Jay-Z. It's been okay. my song. And you know my style. You know I got to throw in the greatest rapper alive, Esco. Nas Ooh. Escobar. Oh, Nas Jones, you, go, you don't know. This is what uh, we're gonna do. You know man. my style, and you don't know by Jay Z. You already know that. Oh man, nah, <laughs> man. So, so honestly, man, like I'm. Man, let me find this, man. Had this BB King, Bobby Bland, man, together for the first time. Mm. Has a song called "Like to Live the Love," mm. and man, I just, man, it's, you know, man, I, I listened to me and my dad, man. We used to play dominoes and 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 listen to the blues in the in the garage every weekend when I'd go visit, man. So. And there's a there's a line not in that particular song, but BB says just because you had the blues doesn't mean you had a blues, right? right? There's nothing there's nothing wrong with it, man. So when I when I look at it, man, I just look at, you know, I I like to live the love I sing about is a song that my kids know it and they don't like any anything, and they know when I put that on, man, I get to tap my finger and it makes me excited because it's just like, man, you know, this clothing thing, this coaching thing, man, watching these kids play ball, man, it makes me happy. You know what right. I'm saying? Like life is so much simpler, man. When we're not chasing that dream, and it's like it's okay to dream, but man, don't don't let the moment pass you by, and then you look back in life, be like, damn, I didn't do anything, right? right. My mother and I, we had this conversation all the time. She's like, man, why you always want to go overseas? Because mm. I done been overseas, I think, three times in the last five years. You know, been to Rome, been to Venice, been to Paris, been to London, Madrid, man. If if, if I could retire, man, and and, and I don't want to leave my babies. I mean, they'll be grown at some point. But, man, Madrid is where, where, where I retire, man. I love Madrid, man. Barcelona. But I tell my mom, I say, you know, when I get to the end of my days, man, I don't want to look back and say, man, I wish I'd have did something. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. that's, that's, that's where I'm at, man, with this, this brand thing, man. You know, because it is intimidating. It, mm. it's, it's very intimidating, man. It's um, Sometimes, man, you, you think, damn, am I going to ever get this off the ground? You run into one problem, right. then it's another problem, it's right. another problem. Right. But then you think, man, I've invested all this time. Why am I going to Why am I gonna give up this thing? Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. You just, you, and I say, you know, don't chase the dream, but at the same time, man, you know, don't, don't be afraid to dream, right? Because right. somebody got to make it. Why not you? Right, right. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to go here with three things. Today is... Um, December the 28th, 2020. We got three days to New Year's Eve, four days to the new year. Um, you spoke on resources um, a while ago before we talked about the music. Mm-hmm. What what would be the ultimate goal for you with Ryan and Riley? So Am I saying that right? Riley and Ryan. Riley and Riley. Riley. And, and that, and by Ryan. the way, is, can I, can I, yeah, yeah. That? that is uh, Coach Morris's Son's middle names. Yeah, yeah. So Riley and Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. Gotcha. Uh, ultimately, man, I would like for it to be a self-sustaining brand. Would I like to be able to run it and not work anywhere else? Absolutely. You know, um, that is our my ultimate goal. You know, I want it to be a brand that 
uh, people will want to come to when they're looking for that shirt or they're looking for those nice pair of jeans or they just like, you know what, I need three more of those because that's my favorite shirt. Um, I want it to be a self-sustaining brand that, you know, all we all we worried about is what colors we're going to put out this year. You right. know what I'm saying? And I think we can do it. Um, we're going to need the support of people. We're going to need the word of mouth. Um, but at the same time, we got to deliver too. You know what I'm saying? There's nothing new under the sun. It's just how mm. they repackage. You know who said that? Mm. Oh, Nas. Woo! It's in the Bible, but Nas said that. Woo! Jesus Christ. Woo! My uh, man just dropped a Nas lyric. Let's so, go. So he 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 might be I. Right. You know, we, we just we had these debates on. It. I don't think he's the greatest rapper, but I mean, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I do. So so here 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 it is. And I said two more, but I just got one question. Mm-hmm. If it is if Riley and Ryan is um, a brand mm-hmm. that won't be seen on the shirt. It's just a feel. It's a nice looking shirt. Mm-hmm. Is that equivalent to selling a CD with no music on it? No, because this is the thing. People will take notice of nice things, right? You know, now most people won't say, hey, yo, bro, that's a nice shirt. Man, where you get that from? Right. Right. But I will. You know what I'm saying? If I see something like, oh, okay. And it may not even be unique to anything. And, and I'm gonna, I, I'll am gonna, give you this story. So, again, me and my boy Mike was talking, and, and he was like, you know, give me your vision. So I kind of told him. He's like, hey, you know, it, it sounds good. Like, I like the market you're going after because, like, it's there. It's under service, right? He's like, but why don't you make it a little more narrow? And then as you establish one thing, you 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 grow it bigger, right? Um, did you Did you, like, when he said that, did you kind of – hesitate and be like why is he trying to cripple it or or did you just take it for what he was saying well no i took it for what he was saying because it's rare that somebody who's trying to do work for you was honest with you right, right. because he could honestly be like yo let's do all this shit and i'm gonna charge you this amount of money right right he could have did that right? right but i felt like again i feel like i'm a good judge of character per se right and what he was telling me was nothing that would have benefited him Okay. So I had to keep that in mind. And it, and also, you know, my wife, man, she's my she's my she's my sounding board. My wife is one of the most uh honest people that I ever met. And right. it, and if you're doing something trash, she's gonna tell you. Right. And when I shared that with her, because she was standing here beside me when I was having a conversation with him, she's like, I've been telling you that the whole time. <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, well, it's, it's, and it's just like your kids, right? You can tell your kids something a thousand times, but like, again, if they're in the sports or they respect a teacher or something like that, they teach it, tell them, oh, yeah, but you've been telling them that for months. Right. So, you know, that's where that's at. Right. Uh, top three brands that you got to rock, that you have to have, that are in your closet right now. That are in my closet, man. I get, obviously, Jordan, and I'm starting to get pissed off with Nike because, man, their quality is starting to get boo-boo. Not necessarily with the Jordans. The Jordans are still quality. But, you know, buying my kids other Nike products, hoodies and stuff like that, man. The, the, the Nike sign coming off or something like that. But Nike. Uh, Jordan 1s, I'm killing them, man. I just got the reverse <laughs> flus yesterday. You know, man, I got the I got the the, the Jordan 1 off-whites, man. So, I, I got, man, I, I counted up the other day, man. I ain't no big, big sneaker head, but I got about 60 pair in there, something like oh, that. I don't know what that you is. You know, something man. like that, man. I ain't got that. Uh, man, so another thing, man, is, is I like um, – I do get down with Gap jeans, man. Gap jeans, for whatever reason, just fit me well. Right. You know, I don't have no, you know, I ain't curvy-esque or nothing like that. My wife's saying I know butt, so they fit me well. Don't look like I got no diaper on, so I like to rock them. Gap, gap jeans, okay. Gap right, jeans. So and then, um, man, I do, we talked about polo, man. I, I really like polo jeans as well. Yeah. 
I like them, man. I, you know, and I'm I'm a more of a dark denim kind of guy, man, because mm-hmm. I like to wear them with my boots. Uh, you know, my ankle boots and stuff like that. So, I really like that, man. Um, and like I said, man, that those, those when it comes to brands of wearing, I like that, man. You know, to smell good, man. You got to smell good, man. Women like a good smelling man. Just right. just so you know, what I mean, I don't right. Know if you put on cologne, I, I do now. But I man, got, yeah, I got, man, I got like three bottles for my birthday. Yeah, nah, man. Uh, Givenchy, like I said, they got that gentleman's only, which is really good, man. Tiffany's has a uh, Tiffany's has a light blue that is really nice. Uh, Savage by I want to say it's by Dior is really good man and then that's the thing man a lot of these high end brands that you look at man they have really good smelling cologne because man they have their own uh, their own perfumeries man and, and they they sell a lot and and the thing about perfume or cologne is it doesn't cost a lot to make and it has a great return on it so that's why you see but Dior does good man uh, Dolce and Gabbana has some good cologne uh, Givenchy has some good cologne. Um, so, man, that's why I tell everybody, man, if you're going to get out there and look good, man, smell good, too. Women right. like a good smelling man, and, and vice versa, man. Women, get, smell good, man. I like for my lady to smell good. <laughs> I just got a, I just got a, some cologne or some perfume, some Dior, man. smells really good, man. Hermes has some really good sweet-smelling perfume, man. Mm. I my I knew a lady. She had it. I used to travel with this basketball team, and every time she had it, I'm like, my God, you smell good. So I'd call my wife because I felt bad about telling the other lady she smelled good. <laughs> So then, man, for real. So when we went to when we went to when we went to uh, Madrid, we went to Hermes, and I'm like, yo, I don't know the name of this perfume, man, but this is what I'm looking for, man. I think we smelled about 37 perfumes before we finally hit it, and Oga right. still got it, man. I love that perfume, boy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. Most importantly, the last question I'll ask is, what's next? Man, we just trying to make it happen, right? We're in the we're in the final prototype uh section. For our shirts, so we just trying to make sure the fit is right. Um, so once we get that done, man, hopefully by the end of January, maybe early February, we'll be out. You know, we'll relaunch our IG, relaunch our Twitter, and then, man, hopefully, man, we off and running, man. I got a, a two, three year plan of reinvesting and trying to get it going before my boys get into high school, so I can make a decision. Hey, do I still want to teach? Do I still want to coach? Do I want to run this business over here. Right. So that's it, man. Trying to trying to put this product out in the world and hoping everybody uh, reciprocates the love and and gets out and gets it. Right. Listen, man. Um, this is episode ninety eight. We're working on a title. Um, this is a very special episode. One, I'm with my dog, Houston, Texas, a uh, man that I travel with with basketball for um, the whole time I've been coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, gave me a lot of insight. He wrote a short story for me that I'm going to produce. Absolutely, man. Like, we, we need to get, get back, back in on that, man. We got to get back in and talk about it. I bring my editor, who happens to have the same birthday as you. Sweet. And we'll sit here and we'll chop it up, man. But um, what I like to do on the podcast, man, is I like to give out um, tokens, insignias of my company, man. And it's this exclusive black SVI T-shirt that I give to only people that come on the podcast. I appreciate it. Share their stories. And the 2020 edition is this uh, exclusive black What's Next podcast T-shirt Sweet. that I give to everybody, man. Um those are the last T-shirts I'm giving this year, right? Um, this episode dropping is today the 29th or the 28th? The 28th, right? The 28th, yes, sir. Um, this episode I'm dropping tomorrow, man. So um, the last T-shirts of the year, and I appreciate your time, man. And uh, hey, I appreciate your dog. I love you, brother. <laughs> hey, man, the same thing, man. And, and like I told you, man, you keep grinding, man. I'm I'm proud of what you're doing. Thank you. Um, you Thank know, you. me, you and I have had conversations. And, you know, I just try to get you focused on what you got going. Right. I think that you got a nice thing going. Right. Um, I like the still visionary. I like the T-shirt thing. I think, uh, for me, 
Now, this, this, this is my honest opinion. I know you didn't ask for it, and this is how we ended up. Uh, but to me, um, your acting and, and your podcasting is, is, is where you're at. You know what right. I'm saying? Um, right. But like I tell people, you know, sometimes it's hard to let everything else go to do that one thing you need to do because, you know, you got obligations. You got right. people to take care of and things right. like that. Right. But right. Um, if you if you get that singular focus into your podcast, and, and man, you're actor, man. You're, you're an unbelievable actor, man. I tell everybody, you know, if they've never seen you, if they've never seen you in a play, they need to go. Um, you give your your all, and I think that there's lots there for you. You know, man, if you could get into a community theater and do some stuff around here and get yourself an opportunity to break, right? I think you have that talent. Um, I really do, and I'm not just telling you that. You know, you've been with me for seven years, so you know right. I'm gonna shoot it to you straight. Uh, but also, man, the podcast and stuff. Now, I'm not that bad on podcasting, man. So, you know, I might come out with one yeah. and let you uh, yeah. let you produce it. But oh, I yeah. mean, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I I think you know, you you you, you know, man. Long as long as you get that vision singular, right. and stop being all over the place, man. I think what you want, you gonna get. Right. You know. So you know, I want to encourage that, man. Like I tell people, man. You know, one of the things that touched my heart the most is when I got the job. You came on your podcast. You shouted me out. You were, and, and you know, obviously I already knew you was a genuine dude, but uh, the happiness you showed for me right. when I got the gig just reaffirmed the person that I knew that you were. Right. Right. When, and with people, man, when people are genuinely happy for your success, right. you know they're in your corner because everybody's not happy when you succeed or get something. Right. You know, so that's that's when I knew. I mean, you know, I already knew, but that's when it was locked down for me right. that you was a solid guy, right. uh, you know, no matter what happened. So. Man, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate your your uh, your vision. Right. I appreciate what you're trying to do, man, and I right. want to support. And I hope that everybody else that you have on here, man, like you said, they lock you in. And like I said, once my site's up and running, I'm going to put this on there because I want to promote you as well as me. Right. And I hope that everybody else who comes on here has that same mindset when it comes to you. They need to be promoting you as much as you're promoting them. Right. Listen, I, I can't say nothing else after that, man. This is my man, Cliff Morris. Clifton Morris III. I got to put that on there. It's a strong name. <laughs> there you go. I'm John Ross, Dyke the First. This is episode number 98, okay? Dropping Tuesday, the 29th. Oh, man, I do what I do for myself to prove that I can do it for others, man. Houston, Texas, we love you. Walter High School, shout out. Peace and blessings. Yo, I feel like 95. Sachi on my body. Ballin' is a hobby and I'm wildin' in my wallies And them valleys, no Pilates More way get you more wet Now nah, that's these Bumanti My crystal ball, I see crystal I crystal y'all with this It's all the sound like Ace Face Ace is gonna get crazy Cheers to the money guys The willy niggas Who buy them bottles And then they spill these liquors Yo, yo, salute my dude I see you, dog. Five bottles, one dick Why I need some rubs? I know I'm Upper crust, fuck is up. Hey.